Welcome to the Plutonomics Podcast with Lori Cammy and Barnaby Levin. The word Plutonomics means the study of wealth. It's our mission to educate, to help clients think about their goals and how they might benefit from working with an advisor to achieve them. But more importantly, it's to make sure our listeners understand both the pros and cons of any issue so they can make informed decisions and increase the odds of finding the right answer for them. You see, it's not who's right or wrong, but knowing there are no disinterested parties or unbiased opinions, and that where you sit depends on where you stand, the challenge to making good decisions is to start by questioning one's assumptions and to break free of our prejudices because the truth usually lies somewhere in between. There are always two sides to every issue, both of which have merit. Last week, we spoke about asset allocation, where we challenged some of the more traditional approaches and offered our thoughts on the way and degree which one might diversify their holdings in a low interest rate world. Today's topic is demographics. And it's long been my contention that even more than who's in office or which party has the majority in Congress, it's demographics that determines how the economy will fare. This, in fact, has been the foundation of my thinking since 1989 when I read Ken Dichwell's book, Age Wave. And as we know, Strauss and Howe, in their book, The Fourth Turning, go even further. They say no societal force has been as predictable a chronology as the human life cycle, which lasts 80 to 100 years, spans four distinct phases known as childhood, young adulthood, midlife, and elderhood. Going back centuries, they've found a cadence of recurring and alternating themes from generation to generation that both characterizes and helps to predict the very nature of their time ahead of time. When it comes to the economy, we know it's driven by supply and demand or consumption, which reaches its height when the greatest number of people in a generation reach their peak spending years, which, according to Harry Dent, in the Roaring 2000 falls between the ages of 47 and 50. Over the last century, this is when the typical family is living in the largest home they'll ever own. Their 2.5 children are off in college, and they're spending every nickel they earn to feed, clothe, and pay for it all. Sometimes this cycle may be delayed, as it has for many of today's millennials by short-term factors, which we'll be discussing more shortly, but the pattern is the same. And for the 76 million baby boomers born 1946 to 64, along with the 10 million or so immigrants born those same years who migrated here, that spending peaked in 2006, just before the Great Recession. Demographics definitely impact our economy, and as a result, the ebb and flow of cycles and trends. A perfect example of this started with when women during World War II entered the workforce while the men were off fighting overseas in what became known as the greatest generation. When the men came home victorious, they got married, had children, and in the process created the largest baby boom ever known. All this at a time spurred massive spending on things from autos, housing, and television, and to the creation of what we called the suburbs. From this period came major innovations in space and travel, in computers and biotechnology, with examples we all recognize, like Microsoft's Windows operating system, to Disneyland, or landing on the moon. 
And these boomers have in turn given birth to the millennials, an even larger generation than that of their parents. The millennials today are also one of the youngest populations in the developed world and themselves have created everything from Facebook to YouTube to Twitter and have changed not only our own economy, but that of the planet. But as the boomers reach retirement age, a large part of them may be unable to do so because they haven't saved the way they should. And that will impact all of us. The cost of things they'll need from healthcare to basics like food have gone up way more than many can afford because of the pig in a python wave of demand that has pushed these prices up faster than cost of living statistics suggest. It looks like they'll need to work longer, whether part or full time, and to a large extent in what we call the service industries at places like Walmart and Costco, right when they're beginning to face a tug of war with their own children, who, as you said, represent an even bigger percent of our country's population and are becoming a more important factor in politics. Face, for example, with their own need to save after the Great Recession and COVID pandemic and the knowledge that Social Security may not be there for them when they need it, it will be the millennials and Gen Z who will soon be deciding how income and estates are taxed and possibly redistributed. Because in spite of their nostalgic bent for things like vinyl records and Airstream travel trailers, they, like every generation before them, want to change the world. And yet at the same time, according to Pew and Gallup polls, they want government to play a more active role in solving their problems. In other words, young people today have a more favorable view of socialism than capitalism. And depending on how far that goes, it may have a meaningful impact on the markets. These are important points, Barnaby. First, that economics is correlated to demographics. And when the greatest number of people in each generation is going through a given phase, it affects the savings and spending rates of the country's economy. Second, the way each generation is trying to change the world. And third, like Mark Twain said, history may not repeat, but it certainly rhymes. Remember the 60s civil rights movement? All those years were all about equal rights and equal opportunity. Some trends, like the service and gig economies, are accelerated by things like Nixon opening relations with China or the fall of the Berlin Wall. And other times, decisions like buying a house and childbirth may be delayed by disruptions like the dot-com boom and bust, terrorism starting in 9-11. But there are moments when some of the typical trends are accelerated or delayed, But these disruptions seem to happen all the time, and it's our job to take advantage of them, like we have with impact investing and sustainability. They're so important to so many people today, or the incredible innovation in things like robotics and artificial intelligence. These are just a few of the exciting developments that we'll be discussing next week in our Future Trends podcast. I'm very excited about it. Me too. But as you said, there will always be hurdles and disruptions to deal with along the way, and it's incumbent on us to help our clients address these issues and concerns without losing focus on longer-term goals, like paying for their children's education, buying a new home, and ultimately retiring. Managing debt and taxes are realities that we have to deal with. It's just that, as we've said, there are always pros and cons, and with every challenge, there's opportunity. The point of today's podcast is the role that demographics plays in creating predictable trends that provide us with a roadmap from which we can make certain projections, and then how you and I, using our personal experience, 
and combined knowledge, seek to advise our clients and help however we can. On that note, please feel free to offer us any feedback you have on what we said today and how we can improve these discussions and if there are any topics you'd like us to include going forward. Also, if you have any questions regarding your own plans, finances, or investments, if given today's topic, for example, you're preparing for or living through a major transition, please reach out to Barnaby or me. And please join us next week when, as Lori said, we'll be discussing one of our favorite topics, future trends. In the meantime, this is Barnaby Levin and Lori Cammy for the Plutonomics Podcast, signing off. LK Wealth and Asset Management and LCK Wealth are a group of investment professionals registered with Hightower Securities LLC, member FINRA and SIPC, and with Hightower Advisors LLC, a registered investment advisor with the SEC. Securities are offered through Hightower Securities LLC and advisory services through Hightower Advisors LLC. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities. No investment process is free of risk, and there is no guarantee that the process or investment opportunity to reference herein will be profitable. Past performance is not indicative of current or future performance, and any investment opportunity to reference herein may not be suitable for all investors. All data and information referenced herein are from sources believed to be reliable, and any opinions, news, research, analysis, prices, or other information contained in this research is provided as general market commentary. It does not constitute investment advice. Neither LK Wealth and Asset Management, LCK Wealth, or Hightower shall in any way be liable for claims and make no expressed or implied representations or warranties as to the accuracy or completeness of the data for statements or errors contained in or omissions from the obtained data and information referenced herein. The data and information are provided as of the date reference and such data and information are subject to change without notice. This document was created for informational purposes only. The opinions expressed are solely those of LK Wealth and Asset Management and LCK Wealth and they do not represent those of Hightower Advisors LLC or any of its affiliates.